Okay, we're back here at the St. Bridges podcast, and um, and I've got uh, Xavier Thomas here today as uh, as our guest, but he's brought somebody really special along today, uh, just for today. So, Xavier, would you like to introduce our guest? Uh, this is my nana, Karina, and she's come down here to do the podcast with us today. <laughs> Fantastic. Welcome, Nana Karina. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Bagali. Ah, that's, that's fantastic. Now, um, uh, I'll just begin by saying that uh, uh, for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who might be listening, that we are uh, mentioning people who have died, and so uh, we just put that warning out there. So um, today, uh, we're just going to chat, we're just going to have a bit of a chat about um, Yami Lester, aren't we? Yeah. Yep, and but we're also going to talk about Nana Karina, what she does, and you know where she lives, and 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 uh, and just listening to to her story as well. Do you reckon? Yep. So, and Sounds you know, good. you're welcome to uh, ask some questions as well. So it's not just about me asking the questions. So we might just sort of start off by saying, "Welcome to to Adelaide, or welcome to St Bridget's, uh, Karina." And it's great to have you here. And uh, and uh, we, uh, I'm glad you're enjoying our sports day today. It's been a fun day. I've <laughs> I've just arrived, so I've probably only seen about you know 30 minutes of yeah. the sports day. But it's the first time here at St Bridget's Catholic School, so. Yeah, I, I found my grandson, and now we're sitting in here to have a bit of a yarn and touch base because I haven't seen Xavier for quite some time. So. Oh gosh, how long's it been since you've seen Nana? Uh, can't really remember. <laughs> uh, too long. <laughs> too long. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, you know what? I've um, I've just become a grandfather again, a second time, and it's when you're a grandparent. Seeing your grandkids is really important, really important. So, Karina, um, so can you just tell us a little bit about where you're from now, like where you're living and so forth? Absolutely. I have just driven down from the far north of the state of South Australia. So we are about 27 kilometres west from Marla, which is the last roadhouse out of the state. And we just come into what is known as the Arnungo Bijanjara Yangunjara lands. Okay. So we're on the bottom eastern side of the lands, and that's where our Yangunjara people are from as well. Although we we moved and travelled through the sort of Mala region as well on the pastoral properties yep. there. So Yangunjara is from that eastern side. Um, but does go across west to a place called Armada, which yep. is on the lands, and then past Armada, going across to the WA border, is Bijanjara traditional wow. area yeah. as well. So that's where Xavier comes in because yeah. he's a part of our Yankunjara community, and oh. so um, his goodness me, his great great grandmother is a part of the whole crew where we all fit in. Um, and that's Xavier's grandmother and great-grandmother. And my father was um, cousin to Xavier's great-grandmother. So mm. they were first cousins, they are. So it's been, you know, important for us to continue that connect because great-nana was taken away, post-stolen yep. generation, mm. and my my late father, Yami Lester, was a big part in reconnecting with the Yankunjara community, and, yep. and we've continued that on. And, you know, that's what we're here to make sure that our next generation mob are aware of who they are connected to and, and the people that they're connected to, the Yankunjara people, and to really make sure that they continue their connection as well to country and, and to their family as well. And They've recently been up, so it's been lovely to, you know, spend time with my auntie, dad's sister, who's mm. 
Xavier's great granny and, you know, we spent a bit of time together, which is really lovely to see this next generation as well. So that's been really important for us and, you know, part of our family is to make sure that, you know, generations and generations after are feeling the connection as well back to country because we've fought very hard for our connection to our country. So, yeah, that's – and this is what we we had a chat about this yesterday about um, reading Yami's book and – and even though that's just a you know a small part of your story as you're mm. to, uh, you know you're talking about now, but how important country is to uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in uh, in Australia, and um, and it's interesting because I guess you know when you're from a particular place and the calling to go back to that place is that sort of can you talk a little bit about that how that might sort of yeah. and I guess in relation to. Xavier and any of the other grandkids that might have had a chance to sort of go there and that kind of thing. So yeah, well, goodness me, we I grew up on country, so in the Everard Ranges on the far north, on the um, beautiful part of the world. I think it's my my world that I grew up in, which was in those beautiful Everard Ranges that late Jack Absalon painted and love yeah. painted them. Yeah. Um, so he was really fond of those Everards, and I took it as my you know my backyard and grew up and spent a lot of time there and that's where a lot of Xavier's old people lived and worked and hunted and gathered and travelled through country and maintained their connection to country. So um, because I grew up there, we really honestly really want to continue to maintain that connection to our country and recently I think Beginning of this month, we celebrated 40 years of our land rights. Wow, yeah. So 40 years ago, we fought very hard, and these are Xavier's, you know, pe- mm. people before him um, who really were instrumental in securing that area of our state of South Australia through the land rights movement, and we got this area called now, today known as the Arnold Yankunjara Lands, and so we are very big part connected to that area there and in particular for the Yankunjata people and Xavier's great, great, great people, great mm. grannies, were very much a part of that. Do you want to add something to that, Xavier? Uh, <laughs> mm, I can't really add much on no. that. <laughs> That's all right. So I guess um, Nan is talking about, you know, um, passing on those traditions and those stories. Mm. Have you... And yes, you know, you're still a young fella, mm-hmm. right? And we know that, you know, you probably don't always think about the importance of, of that. But d- do you ever think about what Gran is saying about how, you know, you the tradition is passed on to you about the stories of your family and your people and and then, you know, you having to take some responsibility for that as you get older? Uh, yes, yeah, sometimes I have actually. Yep. So, what sort of things go through your mind about that? Uh, a lot. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like. So, do you th- do you sort of do you think it's maybe a big responsibility for you? Do you think it's maybe too hard or something? Big responsibility. Yeah, a yep. lot. Yep. And and obviously, you're really lucky that you've got family around that can help pass those traditions on to you and your brothers and sisters obviously and and yep. the other people in your family that uh, will follow with you now that's that sounds really great and I guess um, so if we're um, uh, so talking about then how 
you know, for Xavier and and obviously his siblings and and talking about your grand your father, um, and so. Um, he, uh, one of the things that Xavier has picked up a lot is about uh, his role in the Maralinga story. Yes. So is there something that you can perhaps add to that, you know, just... It's a big story. Yeah. It's a huge story for Xavier and for his children and, you know, their children as well because his people were largely impacted by those British nuclear tests back in the 50s and 60s. Um his great-grandfather, my late father, was impacted by those emu fields tests, yeah. which were the first mainland tests that happened, goodness me, 70-plus yeah. years ago now. So um, a lot of people, you know, were really impacted by it. People passed, you know, people mm. died. Um, people lost their eyesight, like with Xavier's great-grandfather, mm. and, you know, people were really impacted by it generations later as well. So... You know, people have issues today and, you know, hearing things about autoimmune diseases and, you know, respiratory issues and, you know, not, not doesn't help when you've got other issues coming on as well and with yeah. COVID going on as well. So it's just been a, a huge, you know, part of our history and our mm. story because it was Xavier's great-grandfather that really lift the lid off of it you know yeah. it, it was sworn to secrecy there was confidentiality that servicemen sort of signed mm. on and it was really hush and you know he really spoke up about that and really became a voice not only for his own people for the Yangunyara people and Bijanyara people but also for the broader ex-servicemen and women who were working around that time and the whole story about those British nuclear tests because mm. emu fields were quite remote um, they travelled down to Maralinga and conducted those many tests that they did. And just recently, goodness me, um, I would say a good eight years ago, they lifted the 50, sort of 50-year 50 yeah. confidentiality. Yeah. Yeah. And so the records all came out then mm. of what really did take place. And, you know, you, you hear stories and through our own Arnong history, and Arnong is the term that we use for we people from the Western Desert, Binyangyara, yep. Yangunyara yep. people. So Arnaudjurda were largely impacted by that. And people were still nomadically living, travelling through country, hunting and gathering. And you hear stories from ex-servicemen about seeing tribal people coming off ground zero, what they call mm. ground zero, and walking into the wash station that they had set up that was to bathe everybody yeah. down from radiation yeah. contamination. Yeah. So yeah. the whole setup was, you know, really um, a, a huge disappointment to everybody um, and in particular for his people, for Xavier's old people who had, mm. you know, hunted and gathered and walked through country and maintained. And that's what came out of that Royal Commission. So my late father, together with the Maralinga Daroja mob, um, pulled a, a case together, of course, and it was the Royal Commission into the British Nuclear Tests. And through that, they then realised that actually there were people still travelling around, mm. um, living this nomadic life, and they used that particular area, the site that, that was identified by the Australian government and British government, that it was no man's land yeah. sort of thing. It was safe, it was fine, yeah. nobody was there. But through that whole sort of process in the Royal Commission, they realised actually people were yeah. still there. Um, and we don't hear a lot of those old stories and a lot of those stories are sort of covered up or yeah. only through our own family history, yeah, through our yeah. oral history ourselves. And, you know, with Dad, my late father, um, writing his story as well and talking about how those British tests had taken his sight away mm. 
as well. So it's kind of got that real personal story yeah. to it as well on what happened to him and, you know, how he coped because his whole world changed dramatically from oh. working on a station and, you know, enjoying that life and to all of a sudden a, a world of darkness yeah. and huge adjustment. But, you know, the the most amazing man that he was, he used that to achieve greater things for his people and one of them was the Royal Commission into the British Nuclear Test to really expose it and talk about it and we've certainly maintained that and continue that story as well because it's a big part of our history mm. and our story and if we don't keep talking about it, you know, Australian government's quite happy to just sweep it under the carpet and, and not face it and not hear it and, and, and it's a constant fight because we have a a waste dump issue at the moment yeah, in the state we, of South Australia. Yeah. So that's been a constant fight. My great-grandparents were involved in that as well mm. and Xavier's great-grandparents were involved in that campaign work known as the Wandi campaign and then that recent Royal Commission when Premier Weatherall, I think, was um, our Premier at the time, into he was wanting to look into the nuclear fuel cycle. And through that whole process, again, it was a, a, a need for us as Aboriginal people and Arnongal people, but also the wider Arnongal community, Aboriginal community across the state of South Australia rallying together as well to really strongly campaign against the Royal Commission into that nuclear fuel cycle. And, you know, hard work, but, you know, we were able to block that as well. And I guess, and just listening to that story, you know, what comes to mind for me as as a um, as a non-Aboriginal person is the the resilience and that that your community and your family obviously has had to muster up to be able to continually fight for uh, for truth, mm. I guess, and that's uh, and I guess Xavier here, you know, and again, it's probably one of those things that you probably won't really understand fully until you're a little bit older, but that notion of, of legacy, of, uh, you know, taking on that story of your grandfather and and uh, and, uh, and your grandmother and your great-grandfather, I should say. And so those things are really, you know, uh, those are really important stories that have become a, just who you are, you know, just like each of us. You know, when we talked about our story when we did this work in our classroom we talked about well what's our story you know who's who, what makes us who we are and we each of us wherever we come from uh, we've got things that uh, that make us who we are and and it's unique to us but this is a very rich story because it's an Australian story and it's a story of of people who who walk that land and who um, unfortunately and sadly had it taken away in a really uh, disastrous way and uh, and I guess the fact that um, that you've got grandma here Greta Nana who's uh, continuing that that fight I guess and uh, and making us all aware of the importance of uh, of uh, of uh, making sure that the true Aboriginal history in Australia is uh, is, is out there so Karina, I really appreciate you coming in today. It's been fantastic having this yarn. It's been uh, fun. Yeah. Been nice and um, Xavier, do you want to sh say anything, finish off as we, we move back to our sports day? Um, no, I can't think of anything <laughs> can't to think say. Of, how about saying, hey, gra uh, Nan, it was really great to have you here on our oh. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nan, it was really nice having you on our podcast today. Um, 
Thanks for coming down here. No, I'm glad you took me up on the opportunity. It was I happened to be in town, so it was lovely to be able to pop in and, and see you again after quite some time and, you know, talk about how you've got connect to country and that you are a big part of our Yangunyata family as well and that's really important because I know that your nana, Lel, Leslie, is a big part of my family, of course, because she's, yep. that's who we're connected and how we are and that you're always welcome back home onto country as well. So you have a, a little patch of Australia that you can say that that's my Yankunjata country and yep. and I'm a big part of it and you've, you know, know parts of the story you read and you, you've read the story about the Maralinga and emu fields and British yep. nuclear testing and, you know, that's one part of a story. There's so many other stories yeah. that you are a, a big part of it. So... One day, Bagali, and Bagali is the term that we use for grandson. Um, Bagali can come and, and you know sit down on country and spend a bit of time with us up that way as well. So yeah, you're always welcome. Yeah. I think you're really lucky to have such a very wise woman. So thank you again, Karina, and we'll uh, and good luck on your uh, on your ventures into the future and and safe trip back to uh, to home. So lovely. Thanks for having me.